what's going on guys we are back with episode six of the immortal podcast today it's nemo and i the game is no longer in hand the alpha has been taken away and they're bringing it back for more changes development and all that stuff so sadly we don't have diablo mortal to play on our phones on our tablets anymore neither does really anyone maybe some employees at blizzard i don't know but it feels bad so we're here today to touch on some major topics that have come up along the way regarding the alpha nemo has some great outlines for us but as always with the immortal podcast we're looking at the chats at your questions and we're trying to see what you guys want to know and we're going to obviously dive into those questions as well but nemo what's going on brother how you doing today man i am doing fantastic i could be doing a lot better if we had immortal so i am kind of sad to be honest with you but at the same time, I'm also happy because that is one day closer do we get to hopefully getting Immortal back into our hands. Um, so welcome, everybody. Hello, hello. We have a lot of exciting stuff going on for uh, for this episode of the podcast. So I'm pretty uh, pretty ready to get started. Let's go. Yeah, let's get into it. So I want to say what's up. We have a couple of people in the chat right now that are also alpha people, people that had their hands on alpha, which one of them is blizzplanet.com. We have Echo Hack in the house. Anybody else that uh, I don't know that I see? I'm just looking at Twitch right now. And of course, we have some of our friends over here modding on both. I'm going to actually add a mod right now as we go. All right, here we are. So let's get into some of the topics. So what are some of the key topics that were brought up, Nemo, in your comments section on your videos and just really in social circles that people were concerned about about Diablo more? Let's let's start with that. Sure. So a lot of this basically the whole idea of the pay to win versus free to play versus pay to progress all of that good stuff so i kind of wanted to maybe start up and touch up on that maybe even discuss some of that because we are kind of like the mobile guys and the community so to speak there's a lot of mixture of players and some people are used to specific you know free to play or pay to win things and some people are not so maybe it's a good idea for us to actually break it down and talk about that what's free to play what's pay to win what's pay to progress and exactly what happens in diablo immortal and remember one thing to keep in mind, Immortal is an alpha. So that means things are definitely going to be changing. A few tweaks there and here, and everything that we said could completely be shifted. So keep that in mind. And one other thing to keep in mind, and this is something that my dad told me uh, since I was a little kid, nothing in life is free. Even if it says it's free, someone somewhere is paying for it. So let's keep that in mind. But let's talk about free-to-play. So Echo, can you tell us what in your what do you think is free-to-play? Well, I mean, something that's 100% free to play, it would be a game that's not going to be on the market for long because it would be making absolutely no money. So if every player had a free to play game that was 100% free to play, there would be no way for that game to make money. That model clearly doesn't work. These companies need to make money, even if it's just where you can't spend any money in the game, but you get spammed with ads throughout the game. And every few minutes, an advertisement pops up or watch this advertisement. Then the company is making money from those advertisers. And honestly, they're not making very good money. And your gameplay experience, in my opinion, is kind of sucky because you are spending a lot of your time watching ads rather than actually playing the game that you want to play. So a 100% free-to-play model that costs absolutely nothing and you can't spend money in the game would be that. But you have to deal with ads. And and typically those are like really low budget, bad games, Nemo. That, that's a good point you bring up too, like that happy relationship, right? Because nothing can be free, they have to make money. So in, in order for us, the players, to really enjoy, enjoy games and for in order for, for us to kind of 
broaden the horizon for everybody to be able to play. That's the whole idea for you to play, right? The idea is everyone's going to be able to play it, and then some people are going to be paying for it and supporting this. So there has to be a happy medium somewhere, like a marriage, so to speak. Both sides have to be happy and have to progress in order for this to have a future. So when we're talking about a moral, it's very important to keep that in mind. Developers have to make money. That's how it works. They have to pay for things. <laughs> so very mm -hmm. good point. Now, what are some of the good pay to uh, free to play games that like, uh, like, for example, Fortnite, right? That's totally free and they are making money. How, how are they doing that? Yeah, I mean, well, Fortnite is a completely cosmetic model and I'm not a big Fortnite player. I've obviously uh, played it before, but I mean, who hasn't? But, you know, if you want to change your character's look, if you want to get these different skins, you could do that in Fortnite. Uh, mind you, Fortnite was not originally a free-to-play game. The Battle Royale mode of Fortnite came out, and that was when Fortnite blew up, and that's what the free-to-play model was. I mean, I think Fortnite does it really well because people want to buy the skins. They want those character skins. It's kind of a culture in the game. But there's a few things that we need to think about here, Nemo. R comparing Fortnite to Diablo Immortal. First of all, your mobile game, your characters are much smaller, right? So when you're talking about different skins, you're not able to show it off the way that you would in a game like Fortnite. Also, in a game like Diablo Immortal, it's not a battle royale game. In Fortnite, you buy these skins. And then if you're the winner, you're up on this pedestal dancing around and you're showing off your character's look. Diablo Immortal and, and action RPGs don't have that that mechanic right so you'd be spending money on cosmetics which from what we hear is coming to diablo immortal but there wouldn't be a way to show it off as well and to get the value out of it with the community it would be more for your personal benefit kind of thing now do i think that cosmetics are good 100 i think they should be in really every every mobile game I think that cosmetics are a great way to make money it doesn't negatively impact the community and at the same time you are able to customize the game in a way that you want to for yourself but do i think it would be the if if diablo immortal only used cosmetics as a way to monetize i don't think that they would make enough money to support the game that we want to see that we want to see like the way that we want to see this progress through the years but i know you have another game you want to talk about too that you have more experience with yeah, so we will definitely get back to this whole idea of actually providing value to the people that support the game so that's something that we'll talk about for sure. But yeah, like Path of Exile, for example, uh, I started playing Path of Exile a little while ago, and it is a completely free to play game. It is like Diablo. So it, you know, we could look at the monetization model. It's totally free. And there's a lot of stuff that's free. And I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can pay for in the game, but it's all cosmetics, right? There are some things that you can pay, like stash, right? You can get uh, extra, uh, extra bags, basically. So you can put more things in the game. That's uh, that you could pay for. You can pay for extra character slots, things like that, like uh, kind of like ease of life sort of things. But everything else in the game is totally free. You can pay for like like portals that have like cool like footsteps, a lot of cosmetics. Not just uh, we're not talking about just the outfits. There's actually a lot of other like pets and so on. There's mm -hmm. a lot of cool things that you can buy in the game, but it is totally free. So it, it can work. You're right. But but again, does it provide you a lot of value? It's just cosmetics, like you said. But there is also another model. There's another model that you can you that mobile a lot of mobile game developers use. That's of course pay to progress. Now you have a lot of experience in that as well. Could you tell us a little bit about pay to progress? Sure. I actually have a ton of experience with all these different models. I have my favorites and I have some that I don't like. Pay to progress, in my opinion, for Diablo Immortal would be the best method to go forward, right? The best way that's a balance between 
the developer making enough money so that they could support the game because as a community we don't want a yearly update we want this game to be updated all the time with new characters with new with new missions with new modes with new scenes like we want we want a lot of updates we want this game to be updated regularly so they need to make enough money to do that they have to pay the team the development team to bring all this stuff to the game so pay to progress in my opinion is the best model for this and let's use a game like clash of clans it's probably the best pay to progress model that i have a ton of experience with remember i do have a main channel which is focused almost solely now on clash of clans and in clash of clans you can upgrade to get to different town hall levels inside of the game when you upgrade you get new troops and then you could upgrade your troops through research and stuff like that pay to progress model lets you get to those places more quickly so if you want to take your account and you want to get it to a max level town hall 13 account it will take you x amount of time to do it but if you want to buy these speed ups if you want to buy these things it'll shave that time down the reason that this is pay to progress and not pay to win is because you're not getting somewhere in the game where you are gonna always be stronger than someone else. The free-to-play player will be able to get exactly where you are with exactly the same stuff. It's just gonna take them longer. So you could spend money in the game on cosmetics, on things that make things happen faster, on loot that can help you upgrade stuff more quickly, but it's just gonna make things happen faster. There's nothing that you can attain that's gonna make you stronger that the free-to-play player cannot get on their own. This is, like I said, probably the best pay-to-progress model. Mind you, I've been covering Clash of Clans on my channel for nearly five years, and I've been playing it for about six years. I've only spent, not including the season pass, because I started buying that monthly, which is a $5 pass, but before that, I probably only spent 100 bucks on the game over over probably a four-and-a-half-year period of time, and most of that happened during live streams. So I'm a max level Town Hall 13, as high as you can get. And I, I mean, I'm not free to play, but I definitely was not a big whale spending and upgrading everything really quickly. And that season pass that I mentioned, which Blizzard seems to be adapting that model with their, what do they call it? The battle pass? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's the same type of model. Every month, you're going to be able to spend five bucks or so. I'm, I'm guessing it's five bucks. And you're going to get rewards that will help you progress more quickly. Some of those being those legendary crests. That's the hot topic. I just put a video out of it the other day. And we're going to dive more deeply into that, what Nemo and I think about these crests. But that's pay to progress. Being able to get there quickly, but not able to get to somewhere that a free player can't get. And one thing to keep in mind... A lot of people will jump in and say, well, we're going to talk about the predatory, uh, some of the predatory uh, development practices that some other gaming companies use. But in general, we're not talking about like you have to spend 10 trillion years to get, you know, to get it for free, like but within a reasonable time. So you can pay for it or within a reasonable time, you can get it for free, not 10 trillion years. So right. just keep that in mind. Yep. That's a good point. Now, a reasonable time. You know, the free play model uh, is very good. I do, I, I like to pay to progress. I also play Clash of Clans, right? I played it for seven years. So I agree with a lot of the stuff you're saying. Now, could you tell us a little bit about pay to win though? Like bad pay to win, right? Like uh, Rise of Kingdoms and games like that, where it's fully pay to win. Some people don't really understand what that means. Could well, you tell us about that? I don't want to go out there and say what games are bad pay to win. I will keep game names out of this. Although Nemo <laughs> sure. did just mention one that he feels is that. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so pay to win is a game that you pay money and you get stronger than someone gets 
that's free and they won't be able to catch up to you really ever now there are a lot of these war style games these battle games where yes like clash of clans you upgrade your city you build it up and you can get that done more quickly but then there's this element of the game called troop training and you train troops and you accumulate more and more and more of these troops there's no end to how many troops that you can accumulate once you level them all up to max level and you just continuously accumulating more and more of these troops your power goes up and it goes up an endless amount there is no maximum so at the end of the day someone that's spending and people spend a ton of money in these games by the way i'm talking thousands up to hundreds of thousands of dollars it's really insane you may not believe it but it's 100 true there are a small community of people whales that spends hundreds of thousands of dollars in these games um, and there's a larger community of people that pay that spend thousands of dollars inside of these games and those players will forever be stronger than your free-to-play player a free-to-play player not that they can't enjoy the game because they can but they will never get to that let's let's use an example uh, and I know this is kind of out of context, but you can get someone that's at 100 million power. That means their city, their troops are 100 million power. While a free-to-play player in that same amount of time maybe can only get to 5 million power, right? Which is still a lot. That player will easily be able to wipe out all of these lower players. And in doing that, they're stealing their loot. They're killing their troops, which means this. All of the progression that someone made, that free-to-play player made is then literally taken away. So a free-to-play player spends six months to get to five million power. They get attacked by one of these larger whale players that has been paying to win. Then all of that power that they spent six months building, I mean, not all of it, but all of their troop power can be gone and they can be wiped down to one million power. There's no way to get it back besides to continuously do this. And what this mechanic does is it forces people to pay to compete. So if they don't want that to happen, they either need to get themselves an alliance that has pay to win players that can protect them, or they have to pay themselves to be able to fight these battles. And there's even more depth. I'm going to kick it back to you for a second, Nemo, to give myself a breath. But there's even more depth in that to where how it can get predatory by the developers. And when you're ready to talk about that, Nemo, we can we can get into that. <laughs> sure. Well, the, the reason I mentioned that other game that I shouldn't have mentioned is because I played it. And that was what happened to me. I played for, I got into it. I played for like a week straight. I was excited. I was great. I had my village up. And then one day I go to sleep, I wake up and my village is on fire. Everything yeah. is gone. And I literally got zeroed. I had to start from the beginning. And it was by one of those big players just came in and three seconds just took me completely out. Yeah. And it didn't feel good. You know, it really didn't feel good. So um, I don't like that. But you know what? That That is sort of a, that's pay to win. That's how it works. But there's also something called predatory practices. That's something that you just mentioned. Let's jump into that. One of the things that I could sort of uh, give you my perspective on is the PC aspect of it. I know a lot of people jump in from the PC into mobile and say, oh, well, you know, mobile games are pay to win. Mobile games are this and that. There's a lot of predatory stuff going on. Well, let me tell you, that is not the only developers to do this. There's a lot of PC developers to do it as well. Anybody heard of Destiny 2? Okay, I played Destiny 2 from the start. I actually bought the Ultimate Edition before it came out with the first two expansions, a year of expansion. I prepaid for it, and I actually never ended up playing it. It was so bad. It got me so angry with the loot boxes. and the money. Even if you spend money in the game, it was like one in a trillion chance that you could be able to get the gear. It was literally gambling. It was absolutely terrible and, and it almost killed the game actually destiny 2 almost went down because of all of this stuff so mobile is not the only predatory practices there's a lot of pc games that do this as well 
it's really tied to the free aspect of the games versus being mobile or PC, in my opinion. Go ahead, Echo. What do you think about the predatory stuff? Yeah, predatory stuff, I mean, what Nemo's talking about is really how the developer sets you up to spend money with very little success. Um, and loot boxes are one of those things. So people will argue and, and that certain games you, you want to upgrade things, and the only way to get those upgrades are you have to open these boxes that give you a chance of getting something to upgrade that, right? And typically the ones that you want are never the ones that come out of the box. You get so, I and mean, I love crate opening things. I love them. It's an excitement to it that I kind of have an addiction to. But really, a small percentage of the time is is when you're is what it takes to get there. Now, let's put Clash Royale in here, another really big mobile game. Um, I'm not saying that it's predatory because I don't think it is. I think I think Supercell does a really nice job of now finding different ways to get the cards. But let's talk about legendary cards in there. I've been playing the game for four years, and I just maxed out my first legendary card, and that's with asking for donations from the club. That's for getting trade tokens. And that's from opening up boxes that have legendary odds. And it just literally took me four years to get that legendary card max level. And it's my first one of whatever, 15 or 20 that are in the game. So that model is fun. It's exciting. But if you're looking for a max character, loot boxes are probably not the best way to go. Those are a bit different than loot boxes, by the way, in Clash Royale. They're not the same. Uh, they're definitely not as predatory at all. But it's it's a it's a comparison but let's talk about these war games again i want to go back to this now think about this you have a developer that is able to get these whales to to spend this money because they want to be the most powerful they want to be the best in the game just like people in diablo they want to be the best on those leaderboards they want to rank up to the top be seen by everyone and in these games there's communities there's people that you know and you could kind of get fame inside of the games you would be known as the strongest the best player in x game whatever that might be and yeah exactly and the problem is you can you're then forcing people to compete to have to spend money and you know those players they're not getting strong just to sit back and stay strong they're getting strong to attack people to get more loot to get stronger i mean that's really what it is it's not like okay i'm the strongest in in this castle no one's going to touch me. I'm going to sit back and just let my farmers go out all day. No, they spent that money to get strong. They're going to use that strength and they're going to go beat up on the little guys, which can be devastating. Um, Nemo mentioned Rise of Kingdoms earlier, and I had the same experience when I started playing. It was my first war style game I never really knew before. I got attacked for my and put on fire and I was like, what the heck? I just worked for a week on getting this power and I was just destroyed and it feels awful. But getting into that kind of a game that's what it is so you have to you have to know that when you get into the game that that's the kind of game you're getting into now like i said diablo immortal they're not going that route it's it's totally different there's no wars going on between players really right now not including any pve uh pvp elements it's just ranking up the leaderboards but i was talking to Nemo about it earlier and i think i heard it said on the Danctuary podcast as well they may have mentioned that what percentage of players actually give a darn about leaderboards? You have your you have your elite players. Like let's talk about people that are elite, like like a Leviathan. Like uh, I believe Echo Hack was pushing the the boards. And you know, like the people that are just die hard Diablo people. They want to be the top. I personally could not care much about the leaderboards. I would rather play Elder Rifts and get loot and get gems then play the what were the other rifts called the um you mean the dungeon challenge rifts yeah the dungeon challenge rifts where i'm gonna then be trying to rank up higher and higher up the leaderboard 
Now, maybe once I had my max hero built up and there was no more gear I needed, then maybe I would start taking it to those leaderboards. But for me, that's not my my primary focus. I just want to I want to go loot. I want to go find stuff. I want to get gear and I want to make my character as strong as possible. I want to search around, find some cool dungeons that are that are hidden, get some pop up events and stuff like that. Yeah. Challenge rifts versus uh, yeah, elder rifts. That's what it was. You bring up a good point. You actually bring up two points here. One, what is the player base that's actually going to get to the top? And usually the top percentile is like, you know, you like 2%, right? Really? I mean, 98% of the people are not going to be, you know, going for the top of the challenge rifts and et cetera, right? Or whatever else we'll see in the game. Because again, remember, we're in alpha. So there could be a whole bunch of other things that we don't even know about yet. So there is a very small percentage. But at the same time, you also got to look at this, like you said, uh games like war games this isn't that type of game this isn't even like fortnite you said battle royale right there will right. be a pvp aspect to the game for sure we don't know what that's going to be like but the main key focus of, of it is not about power and it's not about pvp so is there really a pay to win aspect when you're doing a pve you know what i mean like does it really matter or i mean it matters to some people it will matter to leviathan because he wants to be on the top and uh, we'll talk about how legendary crafts and all that affects that but in general, most of the players, in my opinion, aren't going to feel it. And that's a good point that you bring up in, in this environment. Like, who is this going to really affect? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. And and uh, Echo Hack is saying right now that the in the AMA, they mentioned that the end game in Immortal is not going to be challenge rifts and that we haven't seen the end game yet. So that's going to, I mean, that's, again, us anticipating what's coming and how it's all going to lie. But, I mean, the the element of pay to win that usually becomes the problem is when we're talking about people playing against other people right and right. let's say that we have a pop-up event that people can enter and you have your squad you have your squad of maxed out top players they spent thousands of dollars in the game in month one they're sitting there waiting for the pop-up event and they're getting hit up by players that are new to the game have been playing free they have no chance of winning that could become a problem Right, because then you're uh, completely eliminating a certain place play mode of the game from players that decide they don't want to they don't want to pay. Now, if there were a ranking system, if you were to be playing against people of similar rank, so think about Call of Duty, right? When you were going in, or or Halo, when you were going into these matchmaking battles, you were matched with people of similar rank. I know for me in Halo Three, for example, one of my favorite games of all time, I got myself to a level and I was not a better player. I tried so hard to push higher, and whenever I would get higher, I would start meeting those more difficult opponents, and I would be bonked back down. Now, there was no method there to pay, to get stronger, or any of that, but in, in Immortal, they can implement some type of a, a matchmaking system that took into your into account your, your strength. So then the top tier players will be facing off against top tier players and the people that are brand new will be facing against people that are brand new. So I think it's all in the matchmaking. If you have people that want to pay to get as strong as possible, let them pay at least from a PVP element because they're not going to be matched with those people that don't want to pay. They're not going to be running into that issue. It's going to be, it's going to be non-existent because you're not going to be able to beat up on weaker players. This is a good point. And, and, and this is where, where it kind of gets a little bit hairy, right? When, when you start doing the, the pay to win and the, you know, the whole idea of other players competing with each other and being able to buy power. I mean, we can all kind of see that the, there is a problem. It, it is a tough solution. And of course, it's up to them to, to make it. I'm not really a developer to be able to kind of come up with a solution. But I do think that that could be a problem. Now, 
Can we talk about this? Because some people are confused, right? So in, in Diablo Immortal, there are two things that you can buy currently. Again, at Alpha, things will change. But so far, you can get Reforged Stones, mm -hmm. right? And then you can get the Legendary Crest. Let's quickly talk about the Reforged Stones. What is a Reforged Stone? It's when you get a gear past a certain level, you get a, an attribute on it. And then after you get it to max level 20, you get X amount of attributes on it. And that's what it is. That's a random roll. So as you upgrade, you get a random thing for it. I and mean, it might be cool, something that you want, or it might be something that you don't want, right? And then you have like a, uh, you have four of them or three of them. You have a, a perfect piece of gear that has all of the, all of the cool statistics that you want, but there's one piece that you don't. Well, you're going to need to re-roll that. Again, it's random and it's done with a reforged stone. That's what a reforged stone is. You can get that via the game and just basically random roll into anything. Or you can buy Reforged Stone. It gives you like a, a basically allows you to hone down on certain set of skills. It allows you to pick from a smaller pool of skills to be able to get what you want. Give you a better chance to get what you want. You can buy the stats, but you can roll for better stats. That's what a Reforged Stone is. So do you think that's pay to win? I, what do you think, Akon? Uh No, I don't think it's pay to win. I think that it gives you better odds of customizing your gear, which for those top end players, they're going to want that. It's going to cut off time that it takes to get to that max level perfect gear for that player <clears throat> other players can get there too they can get there the same way except for they're not going to have as good of odds in their role maybe they'll get there sooner if they have some luck i mean that's the luck element of that kind of rolling or opening chests and stuff but is it pay to win i don't i really don't think it's pay to win unless if it's a direct pvp type element where you are able to hurt other people's gameplay experience from the power that you gain. And I think if they manage that well, then I, I think it's okay. I, the Reforged Stones bother me less than the Legendary Crests. I agree with you. The Reforged Stone is nice and it does provide good value. And that's the key to this. That's another thing that we're gonna be talking about as we're going through this. In my, I mean, we'll get to this, but the value, right? Who, the whale or the person that supports the game. If you're playing for free, someone is paying for it. And that person should get some sort of a value or what you know for their money and reforged stone provides decent about value so let's talk about legendary crest now and we kind of know what a reforged stone is that's kind of what we know so far about it and you can get the regular stones mm. for free like by doing stuff in the game mm -hmm. or you can buy those specialized affect stones that you can roll stuff into right now legendary crest could you tell us what, what is the legendary crest echo yeah we're actually watching the legendary crest system right now as we're watching the gameplay next to us this is all pre-recorded stuff that i got um during during the alpha so when you go in to an Elder Rift, as Nemo and I are doing right now in this footage, you can go in, use no crests whatsoever, and run the rifts and get rewards at the end after you beat the boss, you get yourself a chest. But you can put in different um, crests as well. You could put in the normal ones or you could put in the legendary ones. I forget the name of the normal ones because no one cares about the normal ones, really. <laughs> All you want to do is put in the legendary ones once you get a taste of them. So the, the the rare, by the way, the rare. OK, the rare, it'll it'll net you more rewards. And when you put in rare crest, it gives you um, it gives you stuff. I don't remember what it's called again that you can use to build gems. Am I correct here, Nemo? Yeah, it gives you like these runes that runes. You, after you collect a bunch of them, you can trade certain ones into the jeweler for certain gems. Right. OK, so that's how the rare ones will work. But if you put in a legendary crest or three legendary crests, you are guaranteed a legendary gem for each legendary crest you put in. Now, like I said, I went in detail of this in the video, but I'm gonna do it again. I'm sure Nemo did also actually, but yep. the problem with this system is legendary crests are purchasable by using orbs. 
orbs you can purchase inside of the game. So essentially, you're able to purchase legendary gems. And the more legendary gems that you get, the more you're going to be able to upgrade those legendary gems and the stronger your gear and your character is going to be. That's what we're really looking at here at the end of the day. Now, there's a bigger problem than that, all right? Because you can get these orbs and you can get legendary crests in the game for free. They're in the, they're in the free portion of the battle pass that you could get rewarded these things. Developers can do, you know, they can say, okay, an update's coming to the game. Here are a thousand orbs for downloading the update. All that kind of stuff can happen. But the question is, and the answer is not clear, how much further ahead can a pay-to-win player get? How much money does it take to get enough crests to max out your gems? And how long will it take a player that's free to get to that same point? And again, we're still talking about, like, does it matter? Like, will that ever, will those players ever interact with each other in a way where it's someone's issue, where it's a problem that this person is paying and this someone's not, besides the leaderboards? The problem that I have on top of that is once you start dropping legendary crests into your rift, right? You get those great rewards. You don't really want to run the rifts without them because you want those gems at the end. You, you're running it because that reward is there. So then to go back and to use a rare crest or no crests at all, like, yes, you're getting the grind of the game. You're getting the fun, but the rewards are just minimal compared to what you get when you use the legendary crest. For me, I'd rather at that point, if I don't have any legendary crests, I'd rather do my bounty boards because you get a lot of XP and you can find stuff doing that. Or I'd rather just roam around the open world, look, hoping for pop-up events, finding some dungeons and doing stuff like that. Cause I feel like the reward from that is a little bit better. Now, this is all said, we are in the alpha. It looks like we're seeing a complete game. To me, this could be a complete game as is. Like, right, they could tweak a few things and this could be a, a complete game. But we're being told that there is so much more. I don't even know what that means yet. But there's so much information and so much to do inside of Diablo Immortal already with a level 45 hero and with seven different zones that it could be a complete game and people would still play it and get so confused and need to watch tutorials on how to do this and how to do that. So thinking that there's going to be more... And like, there's already more than Diablo 3, which is also crazy. Uh, it's just, <laughs> there's just so much, there's so much. And uh, Bliss Planet, and, and I don't, you could probably talk on this more than I can. He wants us to discuss legendary rare elites and where they drop and what they drop. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that actually. Um, quick uh, quick addition to the uh, legendary, quest, uh, legendary quest real quick. Yeah. Um, so remember... That is not the only place that you can get legendary gems. I actually got a, a bunch of legendary gems dropped randomly by just going and playing rifts without putting the legendary crests into them. Uh, so that's important to remember. Now, it is a small drop rate. And again, things might change. Right now, there is a problem, in my opinion. Now, let me talk about that, right? So you, you, you put in a legendary crest, you get a legendary gem, then you get take this gem, and you need another gem like it. And you continually just need to put these gems into your current gem to upgrade to a higher and higher and higher level. And once you get past level five or six, you get more, uh, you, know, you get more stuff, right? You get more things. So eventually, once you get a really super high level gem, you could be a lot more powerful than other people. And in general, Diablo Immortal is a bit different than, than Diablo 3 or a bunch of other games, right? The gems really do matter. Like, yes, you have your legendary pieces, but you socket gems into, and that seems to be almost like the right now in current matter it seems to be that kind of like the end game right 
you get the, the gear, you upgrade it to level 20, you re-roll re it to whatever stats that you, you want, you get them perfect, and then you slap gems into them, and you continually upgrade those gems to get higher levels. So some people have an issue with this because they're saying, well, if, is that the only way to get gems? And that's the thing that we don't know, right? I do agree with you. Once you throw in a legendary crest into an Elder Rift, it is never the same again. Yeah. I threw in, I, can't, I just can't play regular Rifts anymore. That is one problem mm -hmm. that I see. If, if in the current situation, the way it works, I feel like regular Rifts or Elder Rifts, like without any gems or even rares, because when you put rares in, you get those, uh, you get those things that you can trade in for gems. Roots. Another thing to keep in mind, gems offer a lot of value. I'm sorry, legendary crests offer a lot of value to your entire party because like if you play with other people, they will get dust that they can later trade in for runes to get gems. So everybody kind of gets something. That's a lot of good value. That's something that we need to also talk about, Echo, how much value this provides to the person that's actually paying for the game. Because it's, in my opinion, a lot of value, a lot more than, than a skin and all that. But the, the problem with this, a lot of people see the problem. If this <laughs> is the only way to get it, one, that creates uh, basically a gate for some of the gems, right? And two, that, in my opinion, eliminates Elder Rifts without the crest. I, I just don't want to play them anymore. And then yeah. when you get to the challenge rifts and all that, of course, that provides leaderboards and some people, you know, want to be on top of the leaderboards and all that good stuff. But in general, a legendary crest is a lot of value. It's like, in my opinion, the most value that you get for, for money. It's better than a skin. Wouldn't you rather pay for a legendary crest than a skin? How do you feel about that? I, well, for me, I think I'm going to pay for everything inside of the game because I'm, I'm going to want it all, to be honest. But I'm not your normal player i mean you me everyone that's making content for the game we want to have our hands on everything um it's, it depends some so i would compare this to brawl stars right and it's a completely different game but i don't really buy skins in brawl stars i don't care about that i care more about the gameplay and it's no way impacted by the skins so it doesn't matter to me there are games though where skins give attributes what wasn't that game, what was that game we were playing? It was like Diablo Immortal. Um, Raziel. Yeah, did that give stats for skins? I think it may have. That, 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 that game was so pay to win. <laughs> we, I was actually considering, I'm not even kidding you, I was considering making a guide of the best way to spend money in the game because there was just a thousand ways you could spend money in the game. It's insane. Yeah. So, yeah. So, something else that we, that we didn't really mention was Blizzard made it clear to all of us that were playing this game that they want the players who spend money in the game to find value in spending that money. They don't want to feel like money's being wasted. So in doing that, in making people feel like they got something of value for spending, at the same time, they need to make sure that the people that aren't spending aren't feeling like they are, that they're getting cheated or they're getting you know, a, a poor gameplay experience from it. So that's a, that's a difficult thing to do, to offer value to pay, to pay to win or to paying players and to make people that aren't paying not be hurt or feel hurt by it to the point where they say, I don't want to play this game. It's not worth it. So, I mean, this is a difficult thing, but it definitely is, they definitely want this game to be comfortable for all players whether they decide to pay or not. That's a good point. They, they, they love the game, and, 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 and it's really hard. If you think about it, being a developer, right, you're stuck between a whole bunch of different groups that are, that are, that are screaming. You got the free-to-play players that are saying, what is this? What is going on? Everything should be free. Just put skins in there. 
Then you have the pay-to-win players screaming, saying, well, I'm not, there's not enough value. I'm not paying $20 for a skin. It doesn't really provide me anything. Then you have the, <laughs> the stockholders screaming like, hey, get us the most money. What is going on? Mm-hmm. Then you have the company in general. I mean, they were pulled into all of these directions. And the key here, remember, it's like a marriage. You have to have a happy medium. I think everybody needs to be happy. And they have to find that medium. So what are they doing? I like this idea. They're trying to go a different way. They're trying to figure out, and I don't think it's predatory at all. I don't think, I think they actually are trying to provide value to people that are going to be paying and supporting the game. That makes a lot of sense, right? If you're playing the game for free, you do want to make sure that the people that pay get the value. A legendary quest is way more value, in my opinion, than some some skin. So I I do agree with you, Echo. I think that they're not trying to, this is going to be, this is a really nice new way of looking at things. I like it. Yeah, I mean, a crest is definitely more value. But the skin is something that you have longer term. So, like, it, let's say you get one legendary crest, you get that enjoyment of playing that three minute, three to five minute rift. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do get the gem that that you earn from it, and you can Forever. enjoy that moving forward. But it's you know, it, it's it's a different kind of enjoyment. There's something else about being on your character screen and looking at your your actual hero and saying, "Wow." that looks badass and screenshotting it and sharing it on your social media because you just have a sweet looking, you know, hero. I mean, sure. but a, a lot of people also may not care about that. It's not uh, it's not everyone that's going to feel the same way about it. Well, that's what's great about this. It's going to provide value to a bunch of different folks. Mm-hmm. And as far as, I mean, if you really think about it, as far as the, the only negative that I can see, I, I do see the people that are going to be pushing those leaderboards right if in the current situation the way things are right now is going to be a lot it's going to be tough for them to try to keep up but again we're in alpha so things might change legendaries are not gated by just the the crest so there are going to be multiple other ways of get i got like four legendary gems by playing uh regular rifts to be honest with you i actually have that recorded on yeah. camera i was streaming with carter he hopped on he got himself two legendary gems within five minutes just playing just playing the game really? Yeah, it was crazy. He had a, he's my luck charm, man. I, I let him on. He starts getting me legendary crests. And that was not playing rifts. It was just doing the regular. I had him doing some um, bounty board stuff. So that's he another. Watch out for it. That guy's good, man. He was, <laughs> he was on fire. <laughs> so that's another thing worth noting is you could get not the crest, but you could just get the gems. You could just get these gems from playing the game. So go around and start beating up on, on bosses. You could get them in really anything. It's random. So you could go knock over a bone pile and get lucky enough to find something now it's slim chance that's going to happen but it could definitely happen for sure and, and, and that's the key here right there is going to be that one percent of the people that push for the leaderboards in this particular scenario they're not going to be happy because well a game can be fully free right they have to make money somewhere so i do see what they're saying there i'm not sure how the development how the dev team is going to take care of this or address this issue and again, there's a couple of little changes there and here that they could do. But so far, I feel like they're walking a real fine line and is 100% uh, definitely free to play. Remember, uh, one thing we did not mention, all of the gear, anything that you can get, the gear, the armor, the weapons, all of that stuff, the only way to get it is by killing monsters. You can't trade it. You can't drop it. You can't sell it. There's no way, only one way to get the gear is by playing the game. So that's really awesome. I love that. Yeah, and that's by getting the gear. But you can get the gems to put inside of the gear from buying the crests, which also strengthens gear. Now, Nemo, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on another tangent for a moment. Can you take a look at this chat we have from Marcus? He's saying some points right now that we should probably discuss, but uh, I'm not able to focus on what you're saying and read all of his stuff at the same time. So maybe you could do a better job of that. Sure. But um, so over overall, 
Blizzard needs to decide whether they want to, you have one or 2% of the community that's gonna be playing this game that cares about leaderboards, right? The elite players, they're gonna wanna get themselves to the top of those leaderboards. Those players may be upset that you could have a pay to win player that can buy everything and get there quicker than them because they would then have to pay to get there. But they, you have to balance with Blizzard realizing that that's a very small percentage of the player base for the game, especially on mobile, mind you. It's a small percentage of people playing D3 that are into the leaderboards. When you put that on mobile, I think it's even going to be a smaller community because we're getting people that are, first of all, brand new to Diablo. People that have never been able to play Diablo before because they never had a PC or console, but they're finally getting their first dive into the Diablo universe. And those players may just want to, at least for a long time, just kind of experience the game, do dungeons, go through the campaign. And mind you, the campaign to level 45, I think it took like 20 to 25 hours to get a character to max. And that's me, you know, not really pushing it, just kind of playing. But when you add on top of that 15 more levels to level 60, I remember going from level 40 to 45, and I did it on three different characters. It took me between two and three hours. So let's say that it takes two hours for every level moving up from 40, 45 to 60, we're talking about another, an additional 30 hours of gameplay. So 30 on top of 20, we're talking about 50 hours of gameplay to get one character from basic, you know, starting out, your, your, your canoe reaches the, it's not a canoe, it's a paddle boat. Your paddle boat reaches the pier to 50 hours later where you are beating the campaign or at least getting yourself to a max level character, right? times six characters we're talking about 300 hours of gameplay before we even do anything and that's now again that's getting all of your characters to max level but with that being said it's not going to all just be about pushing leaderboards or doing these rifts it's going to be about you know there's a lot more to the game than just that and again we haven't seen all of it yet so with the new players coming to diablo the new people that haven't experienced it yet that are really excited to you know they have a lot to play that won't at all be impacted by these legendary crests. Now, Nemo, I tried to I tried to make that long-winded enough for you to be able to get Marcus's sure. comment there so we can kind of get into it. I, I didn't want to leave him hanging. No worries. Actually, he brings up two points and, and solid points. So as far as the first one, Marcus says, well, what if we just charge for the game, remove all of the free stuff, or remove the orbs, remove the legendary crests, make a payment for the game, whether it's monthly or just a one-time, and you just play the game. Because oh. that's the old way of playing games. And I do hear you back in the day. That's how it used to be. But it is no longer the case. And remember, if you do that, less people play the game. The idea of Immortal is for everyone to play it. And in order for everyone to play it, <laughs> the game has to be free and has to be accessible. That's the model. That's something that you're not going to be able to uh, get past. This is just how it works. For you to play model, someone has to pay some way, one way or another. And you, if you're going to make this game a monthly payment or you're going to make this game 50 or $60 like back in the old school days, not as many players are going to play it. The game is not going to do as well and we're not going to be able to enjoy it as much. Yeah. Can I, can, I, can I jump in here really quick? I think, I think that that model would be the death of Diablo Immortal. People yep. don't download. I even don't play games that I have to pay for on mobile. The beauty of mobile is you could download it, try it, and if you think it sucks, you can delete it and you just waste a little time. You didn't waste any money. I think a model where you had to pay to play the game, it would it would make it so small of a community of people that would be playing it compared to who can play it while it's free. It would be it would be the end of the game. I think that would be the worst mistake they could make. 
I'd honestly Absolutely. rather the game be pay to win than be pay to play. Yeah, 100%. Remember, yeah. if it's free, it, it, it opens Diablo to the entire world. We want more people to play Diablo. We want everyone to come in and say, ooh, this is awesome. Like people that have never played Diablo and wouldn't play Diablo will download this game and try it. And we might get some people who are going to say, oh my God, I love this game. I wish, you know, I wish I knew about it earlier. That's what Diablo Mortal is going to do for us. That's yeah. what we love about it. Yeah, so, so I think the option to buy the battle pass is first of all the best best method um yeah i okay i, I can't I, i'm about to talk numbers but i'm wondering if i'm allowed to talk these numbers and I'm, it's not from blizzard it's actually from another developer but i'm just gonna completely pass it I, what i want to say is battle passes that help progression don't hurt anyone and they make a ton of money yeah a ton of money like that battle pass possibly could fund everything for future development of Diablo Immortal, just the battle pass alone. And it's usually the best of value. I mean, not, I don't know, we don't know about Immortal yet. Like I said, we don't know values, but in general, in other games, when you buy a battle pass, it's the best bang for your buck, so to speak. Yeah. So well, there's value. Like, yeah. So Clash of Clans, for example, and I don't know the exact numbers. I never did the math, but you spend five bucks, but you're getting like a hundred bucks worth of value when you look at the loot that you get, the progression items that you get. If you were to go buy those things all individually, it would cost you maybe a hundred bucks. So the value you're getting is massive. And that's what makes people say, plus you get a skin. That's what makes people say, five bucks. Like, I don't want to spend money on the game, but you get so much. How do you not? Right? Like, how can I not? Except for if you're 100%. someone, unless if you're someone that really can't, that doesn't have five bucks. And then I get it. That's cool. But for people like myself or Nemo, where we don't want to spend five bucks on it, but you get so much, it's five bucks. We'll spend it. You know, that's Plus you're, you know, you're supporting a developer too. Exactly. A game that's free that you've enjoyed playing for years. I mean, I definitely will pay five bucks. It's the best value, like you said. Another thing that uh, Marcus mentioned, right? So, so it's free to play. Yes, Marcus. And as far as the legendary crest, so remember, we don't know as far as the systems go of how it's going to work. So can you buy unlimited? You're saying you can, but we don't know that. What if there is a limit, a finite amount of legendary crest that you can get? There's other games that do this. What we're trying to say is that this is sort of alpha and let's give them time to actually come up with a full system to see a full picture before we can, you know, mm -hmm. we can kind of like throw all this stuff out. Legendary crests, if you spam them, you will get you will get more gems, you will get gems to be faster. But remember, and you're talking about, yes, will you be able to get in in the current way <clears> things are right now? If you buy an unlimited amount of gems, you'll be able to climb to the challenge rift a lot faster and be number one easier. But keep in mind that's also. Even, even if it is this case, which it's not because we don't know yet, that's also one percentile. There's 99% of the other people in, in the world that are, do not care about the leaderboards and will play this game because they want to enjoy it and it will allow them to play the game for free. So in my opinion, again, we don't know 100%, but it's worth it to me. Yeah, and I have the answer to this. And I'm going to be asked right now to be put on Blizzard staff for this answer. Um, <laughs> if, let me reference, what's up, Nineball? Welcome to the stream, buddy. Let me reference Clash Royale. Maybe no one here has played it, but when you, I've been playing the game since it launched. I play it casually now. When the game came, every day in the shop came six or eight different cards that you could purchase with, you know, real, real money or with gems, which you could get for free in the game, but you could also buy gems for real money. Let's use one card, for example. Let's say the Hog Rider, which is not a legendary card, but it's a card that is highly desirable. It's a win condition in the game. You were able to, in one day, if that came to the shop, you could buy as many of them as you wanted and max out that card. 
That means that everyone that's not doing that, everyone that's not paying would be playing against you in your rank, at least for a while, against you with a max level win condition. This was a problem, right? This was an easy way for you to get your deck, get your, your eight cards that you wanted to play with infinitely in the game and just max it out and crush everyone. That changed. Over time, there were limits to how many of these cards would you would be able to purchase. So those same cards would come into the shop, but you could only buy four of them instead of 200 of them. And this was huge because it slowed down that pay to win progression, that mechanic. And you didn't have people that, you know, day one were able to do it. Plus, not only that, they weren't that card that they wanted wasn't in the shop every day. It came in randomly, and when it would come in, you could buy a certain amount of them, but you weren't able to buy all of them. Also, now in Clash Royale, you're able to do trades. You can earn trade tokens from participating in events, and if you have a, uh, an, let's say, a legendary trade token, you can offer your clanmates a legendary card for a certain legendary card. So you could also upgrade your cards that way for free from getting these trade tokens. Now, let's let's look at this model that I think was really tweaked nicely and put it into Diablo Immortal, specifically which legend with legendary crests. If someone wants to buy legendary crests, as, as of right now, in the alpha, we couldn't spend money on the game, but uh, you know, I, I, I believe you would be able to take $10,000, and I'm not saying, that's just a big number I'm saying, because it's gonna make people say, what? $10,000, and buy $10,000 worth, worth of legendary crests, and then you could just run Elder Rifts all day, get all of the gems, upgrade everything to max level, and you would have your max level gear with your max level gems, and you would be stronger than everyone, right? That's no limit. There's no gate on it. It's just you could buy as many as you want. But what if they put in the system like they did in Clash Royale, where, okay, there's no rotating of what comes in because there's no cards in the game. So it's not like some days you can, some days you can't. But what happens if they put a gate on it that every day you could buy six legendary crests? And that would be it. It would limit the amount of, well, first of all, it would limit the amount of money that Blizzard makes day one. But those players that were still going to be making a ton, spending a ton of money, they're still going to spend it. They're just going to log in every day and they're going to buy their crest. They're going to run two Elder Rifts or, or you can make it more than that. You could do, you can make it 20, but just not make an infinite amount. I don't think it's going to cut down the long-term revenue that Blizzard makes from it. It's just going to take them a little bit longer to make it from those crests, but it's going to slow down the progression and it's going to allow people to be on a little bit more of, of a closer uh, playing field. Now, with that said, um, people that start the game day one versus people that start the game two years later, there's going to be a gap, just like in Clash of Clans, a Town Hall 1 versus a max level Town Hall 13, but they're not going to be matched up against one another. And that's where the, you know, the matchmaking system would come into play. But I think that gating it in some way is part of the answer. The other part of the answer is giving free-to-play players enough opportunities to get those items for free so that they don't have to feel like they're never able to use Legendary Crest. Give them drops or give them in the free pass. And there are a few in the battle pass. I think it's two or three that they can get. But, you know, make it, make it so that it's not so rare that they're saying, well, you could just buy them all and I get one a month. You know, it, there has to be a, a balance. But I'm telling you, gating them, could be a huge, uh, huge benefit to where the community doesn't think that they're being ripped off. I agree. 
I agree. And, and, and again, a lot of people are talking about the PVP aspect of this. Remember, we don't know the full game yet, so we don't know how it's going to work. In the PVP aspect, of course, that is definitely going to make a difference, right? If you're going to be able to get more power into somebody else, then that's how it's going to work. But then again, we don't know how the PVP system even works. Currently, um, I don't think it matters. I got melted in like three seconds, not even two. I think, I think yeah. it was actually Echo Hack. Was it Echo? I think a bunch of people in the chat. It was Echo Hack, I believe Adam, and was it? I forgot who else. There was a four-man team. I just walked in there like a, a fresh little bunny, like not knowing what's going on. And you got four wolves standing there all maxed out. As soon as that light turned green. Dude, I, I wasn't even able to hit two <clears throat> buttons before I got melted. That's another thing I want to mention right there. Um, currently, and we saw a tiny piece of the PvP. I don't even know if that's going to be the main PvP in the game, but you would be standing, literally standing in the world in the game with your team. So I could roll up and say, oh, those guys are too tough. I'm not even going to battle and bounce. For real PvP, there needs to be an anonymous system. Like you need to log in. You need to have a button where you click it or you go to this place where you go into a lobby and you can't see your opponents, right? You can't judge your opponents because you could actually look at them and see their stats and decide if you want to battle them or not. You need to be able to at least it needs to be somewhat anonymous or have a choice of these are the four teams waiting for you and you know choose the ones you want to battle but there has to be some type of a matchmaking balancing part of that where you're matched with people that are similar maybe not perfect because you know people that are stronger can maybe someone that are, maybe that's a tier or two less in strength maybe they're better players and they know how to play the game better they work better as a team they can still defeat those stronger players but there's definitely you know if it's if it's here and here there's so much of a gap that even a, a bad player that has the power is going to beat someone lower because of the gear and the strength that they get from that gear. So matchmaking, PvP, that all needs to be worked on. We haven't seen really any of it. I don't even consider what we saw as PvP yet because I went to it four times, and every time I went, there was no team for me to battle. I defeated the Guardian or whatever the big guy was there, and I got the chest for free because I wasn't on Hell 2. I was playing it on normal when I got there, once on Hell 1, and there was just no opponent waiting. Maybe that's because we were in the alpha and there wasn't a ton of people on it. Maybe that won't be the case, but there needs to be more than just, let's let's meet here. It's like calling someone out when you were a kid. I call you out, let's meet at the playground, and you see your opponent and you walk up to him, right? We need a, It's like the old school way. We need to be able to go into the lobby and uh, and do it that way. I think it'll just make it, make it better. I... I... I agree. Or maybe a free-for-all, like a true free-for-all. Queue in, uh, don't know who's what, drop into a map and just, you know, no friends, nothing. Just survive till the end. That would be a good one, too. I mean, I, like I, I love, and, and this was a part of, I, I don't remember the name of the game, but there was another game that I covered on the channel where they had a Battle Royale mode, and I, and I thought it was pretty cool. You drop into the world in an action RPG, and you have no gear. So all of your gear and power doesn't matter. You drop in and you have to go slay demons that drop gear. You start gearing yourself up and then you go take people down to be number one. I thought it was a heck of a lot of fun. Now that is way out of the box than we're familiar with, with action RPGs, but that offers zero pay to win element because even if you are a person that spent that $10,000 in the game in a battle royale mode, you're dropping in naked. You got nothing. No yeah. power, no nothing. Everyone's on that first page. I personally think Battle Royale mode, or a mode like it, call it war. You know, Battle Royale. Maybe maybe Blizzard doesn't want to be affiliated with that term. 
Call it war where you all literally just drop in, you spawn somewhere in this world, and you have nothing. You have to fight for what you get by killing demons rather than like, you know, in PUBG, you have to open crates and stuff. In this case, you'll go slay demons in the world. They'll drop gear, they'll drop power, they'll drop gems, and you could just gear yourself up for the battle. And I think that would be so much fun. I have no idea if Blizzard is planning on doing this, but I really hope that they are. I, I would... Okay, you download Call of Duty or you play Call of Duty, who plays the campaign first? I would say that I am not one of those people. I'm the guy that jumps right on in and starts in the multiplayer. There are multiple Call of Duty games where I played for hundreds of hours, never touched the campaign. I think we would see the same thing here. A battle royale element or a player versus player element like that where gear doesn't matter, you just go in, you get it done. I think that would be huge for the game. I hope that Blizzard is thinking of something like this. It doesn't have to be exactly like that, but something along these lines, especially on mobile Nemo, because I mean, this mobile community, man, they love that play, that PVP stuff. There's a reason why there hasn't been an action RPG to blow up and take over the charts on mobile. It just hasn't been done yet besides Genshin Impact. Um, but that was also a temporary thing, right? Like it's still not yeah. sitting up at number one. Um, I that's, think that- That's a good point. Yeah, dude, I mean- Solid points, wow. I like that. Man. Like I said, yeah, listen, I have I have my resume made. Listen, it, I I can send it in. <laughs> <laughs> you totally should. I love that idea. Actually, it would be really good. The only thing is, I do hear you. Um, I didn't actually know there was um there's a campaign mode in Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> See, and you know my what? Point. I think you would just pissed off nine nine ball in here. Nine. I swear we would still we would still read all the lore and watch it, even <laughs> if we just play PvP. Don't shoot. Yeah. Knowing nine, I feel like I have to listen to every cutscene because if I don't, I legit feel like I'm just letting him down, and I can't do that. That's so. a good point. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nine ball is great. That's uh, so okay. So that's great. You think that will actually happen? That would be a really, really cool idea. Do oh, I man. think so? It, there's no reason it can't, besides them not wanting it to happen. Um, I mean, it's been done. I, man, I wish I had the the name of that game that did it. I'm going to I'm going to actually go to my channel now and try and find it. And the game was not very good, I have to say. I was not a fan of the game, but mm -hmm. that mechanic of it really opened my eyes to something that could be cool. Um I may have done it in my main channel. I don't remember. Do, can it happen? Of course it can. Oh, it's A3 still alive. A3 still alive. Oh. So Oh, I heard about that game. Yeah, and it's it's got that element to it that is is different it's the only battle royale and they call it battle royale in there and you know your d3 people probably wouldn't be excited about that they would actually probably go as far as saying that they don't want it in the game but this is not just being given to a d3 community this is being given to a massive i mean honestly the, the players that play this from d3 are going to be a very small percentage of players that play this game now do i think that every d play d3 player is going to play this and enjoy it yes i do but we're going out to the mobile community now, which is so much bigger than the PC community and, and the console community. It's just, it's it's endless. And now it's more of an international audience, of course, but it's just going to be tons of players that would enjoy that. I mean, why is Call of Duty Mobile, PUBG Mobile, I mean, not even mobile, let's talk Call of Duty, Warzone, let's talk about a Fortnite. These games are number ones and they are watched forever. For what reason, Nemo? It's, it's not because of the campaign. It's sorry, nine. It's PvP. not because of the lore, dude. It's because of the PvP. You play the campaign and you play it once and you're done. The PvP aspect of it just keeps creating its own content, right? 
that's that's what happens. So when you're able to go against other players and able to do those types of things, you really do. You sit there and you create your own stuff. You create communities and keep growing, and it's really really awesome. Yeah, to see games evolve past the whole just the campaign mode when you involve the PvP aspect of it for sure. Yeah, but I mean, now maybe Blizzard doesn't want to. Maybe that's not a Diablo game. Maybe maybe they have that plan for another game that they're going to be bringing to mobile in the future. And they don't want Diablo to Diablo Mortal to have that mechanic, and that's cool too, right? I, mean, I just think that's a good point. Like the, their goal, I think every developer in the world, even if they're not on mobile, I think their plan in the future is going to be to create games on mobile. The platform is bigger, the reach is further, the money they make is more. That's all facts. It's not being made up. There's all data to show all of this. So why not go on the emerging platform, which is mobile, because it's in everyone's pockets, it's in everyone's hands. You could play on a mid-tier mobile phone, or you could play on an iPad that can cost more than most people's computers. So you can really tailor your experience based on that. So maybe Blizzard says, okay, we don't need that because Overwatch is gonna be coming to mobile and that's gonna have that game mode. So we don't need it to be in Diablo. I don't, I don't know, maybe they don't wanna you know, get into those waters in Diablo. I know me personally, I would love to see it. I think it would, it would, uh, if people don't want to play it, they don't have to. But I think that they would quickly find that, give it, you know, people obviously go through the campaign, learn the game, figure out what it all works. I think that they would quickly find that more people by a lot would be playing a PVP mode than would be playing through dungeons and rifts. That's just me. I could be wrong. I agree. And and we don't and that's and that's the the, the main point of our of, of our discussion here when it comes to all of that and when it comes to legendary crest pulling it back to the whole pay to win free to play thing. We don't know what the game is going to look like in its final stage. Right now what we currently see, this is our opinion about it. This is how we feel. The PVP aspect isn't fully out, so we can't really say. I think we need to wait to see what exactly the PVP and what is waiting for us once we get a little bit more, uh, you know, of Diablo Immortal to to find out. Currently, there really isn't any PVP, but we do see concerns. So we do see the concerns that Leviathan and a bunch of other players maybe have made when it comes to leaderboards, when it comes to challenge risks, when it comes to spanning stuff, and things can be resolved in a variety of different ways. I think we need to let the development team do its job. They are very, very in tune with this. Like if somebody asked, do they listen to our feedback? Absolutely. We have surveys. We have meetings. We have yeah. constantly given them feedback. They're listening to everything. And let me tell you, they will 100%. All of the stuff that we just talked about, they know about it. They are listening to it. And they will come up with a solution. And we just need to give them the time to do so. Yeah. Let them do their job. I agree. They're in touch with the community and, and they care about what we say more than any company I've ever seen before, which is really awesome. Um, that being said, speaking on PvP, I'm being asked what type of PvP would I like to see. Looking at the PvP that is the most played, when you look into different games and you watch the PvP modes, the, the multiplayer modes, you see people playing Free For All, Team Deathmatch, and Battle Royale. Capture the flag, domination. Yeah, they're played, but much, much less. The majority is going to be probably Battle Royale, then Team Deathmatch, and then a free-for-all mode. So if we could only bring a few modes, those would be the three that would matter the most because they're going to get the most the most traction. They're going to get the most players in there. I don't like objective-based most of the time. I don't love Capture the Flag. I don't love Domination. Typically, I'll play them to get the rewards because there's some reward for playing that during the day. I will play Team Deathmatch all day 
when I'm feeling like I want to sit down and enjoy myself a little bit, I'll play a little bit of Battle Royale. And free for all when I'm feeling spicy, you know, like I'm really on point. So mm, that's those are, a tough one. What do you? What do you? Yeah. What about you? It only three. You're allowed three. No, I mean I just said those would be the those are those are by far the three most played Nemo in games okay. that have all of them as an option. Those are the three that are by far more played. Uh-huh. I agree with you. I, th- I think I think we need a free for all because I don't, I don't really like the teaming aspect of it to be honest with you because it kind of doesn't allow the single players to be able to do it. So I think we need a free for all. Battle Royale would be a cool idea. I also really would love to see a PVPE aspect of the game. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if anybody has seen uh, a PVPE. What, what does that mean? It's when you're playing against an environment with other players, but against the team. Mm-hmm. So like maybe in this case, it would be like everybody goes in, uh, you know, into a dungeon, whoever spawns the Guardian first, like wins the game when they beat the Guardian. And then maybe you could do a PVP aspect of it, like in Destiny. For example, in Destiny, right, you can go in and basically do a dungeon, right? You're doing a dungeon, you're doing a bunch of like puzzles and things and whatever to spawn the main boss to kill the boss. But every like every few things that you're able to do, one or two players can jump on the other side and go mess with the other team and like take them out or whatever, slow them down. And whoever kills the guardian at the end, you know, wins the game. That could be a really cool mode, something like that, where you're playing with the other team against them and against the computer. Yeah, I like that idea too. I mean, there, there's got to be a reason to have a guild. With, we're having a 150-person guild. And, I mean, I think it would be cool to have a battle royale with your own guild where all of you just drop in and just battle each other. Like, that would be that fun. Would be cool. I could see, like, a Friday game night. You know, let's just all kick each other's butts. Um, guild Wars? Guild, yeah, Guild Wars. There's a lot of things you could do. Now, I want to pop through the comments real quick because I saw a bunch come through. Um, one pal asked, are we sponsored in any way by Activision? No, not at all. We don't get paid by any companies to do any of this. Yeah, we, I wish <laughs> that would be awesome, but no, we don't. Um, no. we have Raf asking about dual wielding. They've only seen the, um, the demon hunter dual wielding. And actually that's all there is right now is dual wielding. Yeah. There's no solo weapon that's slower and more powerful. Every single character in the game as of right now has a weapon, a primary and a secondary both of which can be gemmed up. Legendary gems can go in your primary gear and the regular gems can go in your secondary gear. Um, do I? Th- when do I think they're going to announce beta? I think we're going to definitely hear. Now, listen, Blizzard was nervous bringing out the alpha, right? They had people hate the game on annou- uh, when it was announced. They have people hating how long it takes. So they probably were not comfortable dropping the alpha. But now they've seen so much positive feedback. And yes, there's been concerns in the crests and all that. But overall, everyone, including the PC community, is really happy with what they found from Diablo Immortal. So I would anticipate some big announcements coming at BlizzCon Line, which I believe is on February 16th. So will they announce when the beta is coming then? I'm not sure. What they're doing now is taking all the alpha testers' feedback and as well as the feedback that they got from watching their analytics, like they actually put people in a world and tested their systems um, and and making changes and, and you know, g- tweaking things that they need there. I would love to hear a beta at BlizzCon Line. I would love to hear at BlizzCon Line that come download the game now. It's in the App Store. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's just not far enough out. You know, as we know from Blizzard, they like to really make sure that they get things right. Um, so... I, I think we'll, well hear a lot at BlizzCon line, but not have it. Nemo, let, let's give let's give Wyatt and the team a little bit of a break. <laughs> Poor guys, they just 
pumped out alpha. Think about it, right? So they just gave us alpha and the, and the idea was to do a bunch of tests. They want data so they can fix things. And they've already started fixing things. If you notice, there's been some updates in the app store mm -hmm. already for the Mortal app, right? So they got this data finally. And, and from what I understand, they got a lot of it. So now they're processing and making it work. What do I honestly think? I mean, they did state, and if you remember at the Q3 financials, right? At the end, they stated that there's gonna be an external regional beta test coming soon. So I'm assuming that that's going to be the next stage where we're going to do an external beta uh, a beta test. As far as when, it would be really cool to see that um, at BlizzCon. But no one knows. I'm not going to guess. I, I, I hope we see something at BlizzCon, at least some news about maybe when the external beta test is coming so other people can play it. I can't wait to like get everyone else's opinion about it. Like all the people that have been sitting here watching with us, you know, watching the live streams, watching the videos. I can't wait to play with all of you. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be talk of it. I mean, they're not going to ignore it at BlizzCon line. This is now like, this is now going to be a big deal for them releasing this game. So I yeah. don't at all see it going, you know, ignored. I just don't know what we're going to hear. We'll probably yeah. hear a summary of what the how the alpha went. They're probably going to thank everyone for being part of the alpha and for supporting the game and all that. But do I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to say, okay, so we're now fixing things and re and building more or if they're going to say, okay, well, we have a beta coming soon. One thing that I do know about the mobile community is once something comes, people instantly want more. And there is no time for, like, a an update comes, and then, listen, a week later, what's next? Like, that's how this mobile community is. And that's a bad thing. Like, we need to sit back and enjoy stuff for a while. But it's always the more, 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 what's next type mentality. And that's probably not just, just the mobile market. It's probably uh, all gaming as a whole. It is. I, I think it's also our circle too. Like where we are, we're just like, like I remember when uh, I believe uh, Wyatt was talking about right during one of the presentations, he was saying, well, we're going to give you the level 45 and we're going to give you all this, but we really don't think you're going to get that far. You know, you're not going to have enough time. Yeah. And, and I remember like, okay, <laughs> do you know who is sitting here? You got Leviathan, you got Echo Hag, you got SVR. All these guys are not going to sleep. And, can, and that's exactly what happened. Did you know Leviathan actually set alarm clocks for when the PvP, uh, the chest spawned? So he can jump in there, wake up. He literally, like, he, he I saw it, he screenshot it. He had, like, six or seven alarms during the night set up. But he would wake up when the PvP chest spawned, went over there, fought everybody, got the chest so he'd get the legendary, and then go back to sleep. Dedication, man. That's crazy. That is, <laughs> the man is a beast. He He's, really is. Yeah, but it's it's totally... What's up, Dredd? How you doing, man? But you're you're right though. Uh, Wyatt didn't think that anyone would max out a character before. I think that's what he was saying before it was over. And I mean, I mean, that look at that. Bloodshed, man. He maxed out all of four. his characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I maxed out three of the four, and the only reason I didn't max out my wizard was because it was my least favorite character, and I would rather have played my barbarian. So I just continued paragoning and playing my barbarian. I know, the, not that the wizard is bad. It's just, it was my least favorite to play. So I decided to stop at like level 40 or whatever I got uh, her to and mm. to just play another another character where I could have maxed it, but I didn't want to. I, I didn't enjoy it as much. So I decided at that point to play what I enjoyed the most. But Nemo, we're getting towards the end of the podcast here. I want to remind you guys that this podcast in a few hours in full will be on my channel, Echo Gaming Diablo. So if you want to check it out or you missed the beginning or if you just want to watch it over again, maybe you want to share it with people, it will be there for you to enjoy. And I think we really touched on some serious topics today. Um, 
I also think that Blizzard probably got the best feedback possible through my uh, my comment. My resume is in I Google agree. Drive. I can send you a link. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, but Nemo, any last questions you want to grab or last things you want to say before we close the shop for today? Well, I do want to say that I had an absolute blast playing Diablo Immortal. Um, I really, honestly, I can't wait to play more. I think it's an amazing game. We only saw a small little part of it. So keep that in mind as you're watching the videos and maybe going through past live streams. There's so much more of Immortal. They are working on a lot more stuff. We got PvP. We got things that we don't even know about. They said endgame stuff that we don't even know about. I cannot wait for that. So I'm very, very excited. Hopefully there's uh, you know, the least amount of time between the time we're actually able to get Immortal back into our hands. So I don't really have any more questions. Um, I don't think everybody's pretty much set. They had, we answered all of the ones when it comes to... Uh, it comes to pay to win, it comes to free to play. We did have a really good episode, touched on a lot of good stuff. I think it's important for, for us to be able to kind of speak from the mobile community. Um, and I think we did that. So thank you, Echo, for the episode. I had a blast. Let me throw it back to you. Yeah, man, it's uh, it was a good episode for sure. We didn't have a guest this time, but we don't always need to have a guest come on. I feel like today we did a nice job kind of wrapping things up and uh, and talking about the key points and, and uh, it, was, it was it was good Nemo so thank you I also want to thank all of you for bringing your questions you definitely fuel the discussion that's what this podcast is all about it's a bi-weekly podcast when we don't have the game so right now we're no longer playing Diablo Immortal we have a bunch of footage which we were showing you guys in the background but there's only so much we could talk about so rather than dragging it on week after week we're going to go bi-weekly again so next Sunday we will not be live but the following Sunday after that we will be checking in with you guys having another episode and then when beta comes or when we get news from BlizzCon line we back to weekly and uh, and doing what we do best here on the channel but again thank you guys so much for coming through Nemo's popping out videos every other day I have videos every day in the channel we're both live streaming come on through support us links going to be down below when you're watching this as a video and, uh, and that's it. Much love to the immortal community. We're out of here for today. Nemo, thanks, man. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great day, guys, and just enjoy the rest of your day. Later.